Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Uplift Fit Nutrition Radio. Today's guest is Dr. Vivian Chen, aka Plateful Health on Instagram, and I've been dying to have her on my podcast. She is one of the people I absolutely have loved following for quite some time. So, Dr. Chen, thank you so much for coming on my podcast, for sharing your knowledge, and being such an advocate for health for all walks of life. Oh, thank you so much, Lacey. It's very, very, very kind of you. And uh, you're doing amazing work to educating women on the importance of hormones and getting to the root cause, which, of course, is what I'm all about, too. So we definitely sing from the same hymn sheet. And I'm very grateful for your work, too. Bouncing off and helping each other. I absolutely love it. Now, can you tell my listeners who you are and what you do? Yes, of course. So um, my name is Vivian. Um, so I am a, actually an MD from the UK. I went to medical school in London and I took the conventional medical route. So I went into residency training in internal medicine and then dermatology and then family medicine. So in the UK, I'm board certified in internal medicine and family practice. And I practiced for 14 years before I moved to California. So I now live in California with my kids, my husband, and um, I actually decided not to get licensed as an MD here in the US. And the reason is quite convoluted, but essentially I started to realize during my 15 years of practicing as a conventional MD that I really wasn't truly getting to the root cause of people's health issues. And um, I started to burn out around the same time my daughter um, had to be hospitalized when she was just eight weeks old uh, because she stopped feeding completely. She became so dehydrated. Um, nobody could help her, including myself. And that was really the turning point for me. Um, that was the point at which I said, okay, enough is enough. You've been feeling like you're not really getting to people's um, health issues at the root cause. And now you can't even help your own daughter, even though you spent all these years in training and, you know, you should have the tools to help the person you love the most. And so that was the point at which I threw myself into researching, you know, what else I had missed through my training at medical school. And I discovered the realm of nutrition, environmental toxins, mindset, stress, exercise, basically lifestyle that can affect our health in a very big way and are very, very, very powerful tools that um, I wasn't able to empower my patients with when I was practicing. And so when I moved to California, I decided to actually use those tools and help people dig to the root cause of their health issues and try and, you know, take their health back, essentially. That's amazing. I'm so excited that you have used your struggles and your your families as well and really have taken control and said, okay, now I need to educate consumers on what they can do to maximize and be in control of their own health. Yes, I think that's that's the power of that, that's the powerful message I want to get across is that you're in control of a lot more than you think. And whilst there is a role for conventional medicine, and I still love it, I, I love how rigorous my training was. And I know you're a registered dietitian, right? So you're also from that background where you're very qualified um, to understand the science. 
But there is another element, which is we need to get to the root cause of and ask why we have this, these diseases, where are the imbalances in the body and get to those. Because once you once we do that, we don't need to keep putting the Band-Aid on anymore, right? When, once we get to the root cause, it's like when we have a splinter in our um, finger, um, we don't want to put the Band-Aid on. Band-Aid might temporarily protect that finger, but we want to get the splinter out. Exactly. All about addressing the root cause, not just popping the Band-Aid on it. So I'm really excited because today we are going to talk about something that a lot of people don't even think about. They don't think about, you know, what they what they cook with, what they clean with, what they slather on their skin, air quality, water quality, and how that impacts their Mm day-to-day life. So today we are going to talk about endocrine disruptors and non-toxic living. And I'm so excited. I actually have a full entire chapter. It's named Endocrine Disruptors from Hell in my book. But today we are going to about... Yeah, I'm so excited. Congratulations. Thank you. What an achievement. So this is... I love following you because you are such... A good educator all about these topics. So let's talk about what does non-toxic living even mean? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great um, place to start. Um, I think it really was born out of the f- awareness that we are bombarded with chemicals um, in the last, I don't know, 70 to 80 years since Second World War, Industrial Revolution, you know, this kind of better living through chemistry has invented and generated and put out a ton of chemicals into our environment. Now, not every chemical is harmful. And, you know, we can't deny that our lives have become super convenient because of these inventions. However, some of them are and, are be- you know, we are becoming aware of the impacts on our health, particularly like you said, around our hormones, um, a lot of these are known as endocrine disruptors. So they can actually mimic our own hormones, act on hormone receptors. They can actually affect how our own our bodies secrete these hormones. Um, so we're talking anything from insulin, which regulates blood sugars, to thyroid, which regulates your weight, metabolism, to sex hormones, which regulate fertility. So it's across the board. And I don't know a single system in the body where these environmental toxins can't affect. So they can affect our gut health, which again is affected, uh, is is linked to our hormones um, because the gut is a place where our hormones are eliminated and reabsorbed. Um, It can also affect our brain health. So it's a really important topic that I am very grateful is gaining more traction and attention. Um, but I just wish that more medical doctors or health professionals were taught this uh, in training because we would have been able to help a lot more people along the way. Yeah, and that's the most important thing is being aware. We need to be aware of what endocrine disruptors are and how they can impact our body. And the truth is we can't really avoid them. They're everywhere. (laughs) We don't need to freak about it. But there are simple Mm -hmm. swaps we can make to help reduce our environmental toxin bucket, just like the stress bucket. What matters is all those tiny little drops that all add in to overflow your toxin bucket. And that's when we have symptoms of hormonal, thyroid, gut imbalances, poor liver detoxification, all that stuff. So today we're going to talk about 
how can we reduce those drops in the bucket? So yeah, super excited I love about that. that. Because, um, you know, you're going back to your original question of what is non-toxic living. It's about reducing that overall burden, the, the overall burden in that bucket, rather than having an empty bucket. We're not ever going to get to a place where the bucket is completely empty. And if you tried, your stress level will be so high that that is actually going to fill up your bucket, right? So I love what you just said there. Yeah, simple swaps. And I love that you fully agree. I just had this conversation with one of my clients the other day. And I told her, hey, you, you can't eliminate everything. If you want to put survey moisturizer on your face and you're looking at everything else, I'm totally fine with that. So you guys mm -hmm. don't miss the forest for the trees. It's all about the bucket. 100%. So let's talk about one of my favorite things when it comes down to reducing the load. And that's the importance of a water filter. So can you tell my listeners what's in our water and what is the importance of a water filter in general? Yeah. So I actually used to think that tap water was clean, right? Because in air quotes, <laughs> because, you know, we know there are water monitoring facilities that adhere to a certain standard. What I didn't realize was that the standard was not ideal, right? So as it stands right now, the Safe Water Drink, uh, Safe Drinking Water Act in the U.S. only requires these uh, facilities to monitor for 91 contaminants. So, if we think about the fact that there are over 84,000 chemicals registered for use with the EPA, and around three to four thousand of these are high frequency chemicals. What that means is that they are found very frequently in our everyday lives. So when you compare 91 to three to 4,000, <laughs> you start to realize that the monitoring is probably not um, excluding every, well, looking for every single contaminant that could be in our water. So studies have shown that our tap water can contain pesticides, Pharmaceuticals of prescription medications like birth control, antidepressants can contain um, a group of chemicals called PFAS, which is uh, what's found in nonstick cookware and your waterproof coating. And that's a group of chemicals that have been uh, now linked to several um, hormonal disruption like thyroid insulin resistance. Um, also heavy metals like mercury, arsenic. A lot of people think well water is clean. Well, back in the days before we polluted our planet, it probably was clean. Um, but now there's farm runoff. Um, so there could be microbes in the um, well water. There could also be high level of arsenic as well because arsenic was used as um, part of fertilizers and also chicken feed. So farm runoff has now contaminated a lot of uh, the well water. So suffice to say, um, our water in the US is clean in the sense that it's not going to get us acutely sick. So we're not going to get acute diarrhea vomiting. Uh, and, and I'm very, very grateful for that. However, for long term health, um, it's not where it needs to be. A lot of people don't understand that our water, <laughs> it does not even matter, like, the fact that we're in a first world country, we don't have quality air in water. 
in our day-to-day lives. And we have to make sure that we're looking at our environment as part of a way to take control of our health. Right. So I think the the way to look at it is that we have water to keep us uh, from dying. Like we're not going to die from drinking the tap water, but is it maintaining overall optimal health? No, it's not. So the most important thing is water, it will also change you guys based on where you live. I know the environmental working group has a fantastic tap water database that you can use Mm -hmm. because certain locations will have different amounts of maybe chlorine, chlorine or lead or arsenic or cadmium. So it's important to know that because there are different types of filters that filter Mm -hmm. out different contaminants. So that's what I would love to talk about next. How do we choose a high quality water filter? Yeah. So as you said, the first place to start is to find out what's in your water, right? So you, you can go on the EWG website and they type in your zip code and they'll show you what's in your water and then you can find a filter that is capable of filtering out those particular contaminants Um, because there are so many different filters on the market you know there's carbon which is you know there is even in terms of activated carbon filters there are different abilities of filtering out different contaminants depending on how big those carbon granules are right so the smaller the particle the better it will be as a filter but then you know you could be standing there for an hour waiting for a cup of water to be filtered so it's a it's a trade off between speed of filtering and how clean your water is so that's activated carbon that's usually the cheapest there there's also reverse osmosis which is the most robust way of filtering your water that's a system where often you have an activated carbon filter plus a semi-membrane which you push through different stages and because the holes in the membrane is so small it's actually trapping most contaminants that are found so it's actually removes most contaminants that are found in our tap water and it's the most robust way to clean your water but um, the trade-off there is that it does waste a lot of water so it's a one to four ratio so for every one liter of water that you obtain, you're wasting four liters of water. That's a lot of water wastage there. Mm-hmm. So that is a trade-off. I personally use a reverse osmosis um, because I like how robust it is. And I kind of try to <laughs> preserve the water that I use in my home. So if I'm washing vegetables, for example, I actually pour the water into a bucket and use that to water my garden. And, you know, I try to over overcome the water wastage that way by saving how much water I'm using. Um, But the absolutely most important thing is to find out what's in your water. If you have very clean water, you know, you an activated carbon filter is probably enough. Then, you you know, you're saving yourself money and the water wastage issue as well. Now, there is a um, service that I like called TapScore. Um, they will test your water for you. So you send a sample of your tap water to them. It's a mail-in service. So you just catch it in um, a bottle, send it to them in the mail. They'll give you a report and they will tell you the, the ideal water filters for your particular tap water. And the reason why I like them is that they're not actually affiliated with any of the water filters that they recommend. So it's a purely objective recommendation for you based on your best interest. 
Um, so that that could be a service that you use to help you decide on a water filter, or you can you know go the EWG route and just find one um, that can actually remove the contaminants you find in your tap water. Yeah, so important. <clears throat> and I know for me, I'm definitely getting me a good reverse osmosis because um, I'm moving to Jacksonville and they got a good amount of heavy metals. Um, oh, really? So, yes, unfortunately, heavy metals, um, haloastic acids, radmium. I'm like, oh, great. That sounds fabulous. Wow. I want right, to put that directly yeah. into my body. But <laughs> that's exactly. important, you guys. And it's not just putting one under the sink. It's also, okay, what goes on my skin? Because that contacts and goes directly into your body as well. So shower filters mm -hmm. can be super wow. helpful. Yes, Yeah, yeah. So that's a really an important aspect. Um, when you're showering, uh, if there is chlorine in your water, that chlorine is being vaporized. So we know that chlorine vaporizes. If you have a glass of tap water that has chlorine, for example, and you left it out for a couple hours, the chlorine evaporates into the air. So that's actually one way of reducing how much chlorine there is in your water just by leaving it out. Um, but by the same measure, when you're showering, and particularly because the water is hot, it's vaporizing at a higher speed. So you can actually get quite an exposure of chlorine through inhalation um, during a shower. So that's a really good point. Now, the only thing I want to also just bring up with water filters is there is an awesome company called Hydrovive. I've never used them. I actually saw them on Shark Tank. Um, but they essentially go in and they build a custom water filter based on your tap water database. So it's super wow. cool. Yeah, they're really awesome. I really like that they, they tailor and target specifically towards what is in your water. So that's just another yeah. thing I wanted to bring up for Thank you. You know, an that's option. New, that's new to me. I need to look into them. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're so welcome. So I love them. I actually had a Berkey. Um, I would say the Berkey, as much as I love Berkey, I don't think they it properly goes and detoxifies enough heavy metals. Um, mm -hmm. And also it's a pain in the butt to fill. If people like the Berkey, that's totally fine. But I found it like super annoying and I would rather have a reverse osmosis under my sink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it's definitely more convenient for sure. And I... I mean, I don't know whether you managed to find out what technology they use. They just they just seem quite mysterious in how they are actually doing this filtering. Because I've tried to find out, you know, are you using activated carbon and what else are you using to filter? And I know they're not allowed to be sold in certain states because they haven't disclosed the technology. And so that's why they they can't be NSF certified because in order to be certified, you have to disclose your technology. So I'm always, um, you know, I like transparency from companies. So I don't, I understand if they want to protect their technology because it's, you know, in case people steal it, but I just want to know like what the technology is. I'm not trying to ask how to make the, the water filter. It's just like, you know, what is the the method that you're using to clean your water is a very simple question. So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, Bucky is still great if you if that's what you use and you don't um, you don't like the water wastage aspect. It's still better than drinking tap water for sure. Exactly. So let's briefly I just want to make a note. Why is the Brita not good enough? So Brita is your typical 
activated carbon. So it doesn't have any other means of removing contaminants. So what a carbon filter does is just it's just uh, trapping water, the contaminants in the water as it passes through. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the activated carbon, the efficacy actually depends on how big the granules are inside the filter. And it, the bigger the granules are, the more holes there are. So the, the faster the water can track through and the less effective it is. So a lot actually depends on the particle size of the granules. And sometimes I think they, ha they have added technology to make the, the carbon filter even more effective in trapping uh, contaminants. So most carbon filters are great at removing chlorine. So it really can help to make the water taste better. And it's definitely better than tap water if that's or you have your your finances can will allow you to buy because I know those Britos probably around what, 30 to 40 dollars. Uh, it's a lot more affordable than say reverse osmosis or Berkey. But most of them are not very good at removing heavy metals or VOCs. Um, so removing chlorine is still great and is important for gut health because we know studies have shown that um, chlorine in our water can actually affect the bacteria in our gut um, because chlorine is added to our tap water to disinfect, right? It's there to kill harmful bacteria, but it's not going to discriminate. So if we're drinking water containing chlorine into our stomach, that could be affecting our gut microbiome as well. So removing chlorine is important. And if that's the only step you can take, I would say still go for it, right? And then when your finance is allowed, then maybe look into the more expensive options. Yes. Anything is better than nothing. That's for sure. Yes. So awesome. Great chat about water filters. Let's talk about indoor air contaminants because this is another thing a lot of people, they don't even think about the air quality. So mm. how does air quality even impact our health? I think it's a great first question to ask. Yeah, it's it's an, invis it's an invisible thing, right? We don't think about it because we don't really detect these contaminants that we're breathing in. In fact, sometimes we're breathing in contaminants thinking that is better because, you know, air fresheners, for example, oh, it smells great. Um, or candles, oh, it smells good. But actually, you're adding in a lot of contaminants, uh, pollutants into your body because air fresheners can um, give off phthalates and candles can give off things like polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, benzene, which are both um, possible carcinogens, and you're breathing those in. We breathe, we breathe 11,000 liters of air per day. So there's a huge volume of possible contaminants that could be coming into our bodies through the air that we breathe. And oftentimes the things that we're doing to air quote, freshen the air is actually making it dirtier. So we want fresh air that's free of things like VOC, phthalates, um, you know, the harsh, harmful chemicals from everyday cleaning products, for example, things like bleach. Now, a lot of people who are sensitive to, to these chemicals, they're a little bit like the canaries in the coal mine, right? Because they're telling that they're, they're having reactions immediately to these chemicals uh, that are being sprayed around in our houses. They're very sensitive and react with things like coughing, sneezing, you know, watery eyes. 
that's telling us, hey, you know, these things are not good for the human body, right? Um, some of us are more tolerant, but slowly these chemicals can start to accumulate in our body, and many of them are endocrine disruptors, and they can start to affect our hormones. Yeah, I know for me, I've been a canary in a gold mine when I had a lot of trouble with my mold toxicity. And that's in itself, having a good quality air filter if you've been exposed to mold or there's a potential mm. for mold is a must. But yeah, definitely your body will not be able to clear things and you'll be a lot more hypersensitive. So air quality, super important. What we breathe in goes directly into our respiratory system. Like that is a right. part of, we need oxygen to survive. So mm -hmm. it's really important. Your environment, what you're breathing in, what you're putting into your body, food and water wise is also a part of what you're tackling for your day-to-day -day health. So Absolutely. air filters. Yeah. And, How do we and, know, you know what to choose? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I want to come back to air because there is something called PM 2.5. Just because you mentioned that these particles go into our lungs, they don't just sit in our lungs either. They can actually travel into our bloodstream and start to cause inflammation and um, effects on our organs, for example, the heart. So PM 2.5, they're very tiny particles that when we inhale them, um, and they, they come from things like vehicle exhaust, um, even cooking, fires. Um, when we breathe them in, they can actually travel through our circulatory system and start to affect our organs. So, yeah, um, it's something to be aware of. So in terms of filters, um, there's so many different ones on the market. And again, it comes down to finances a lot of time, right? Because there's some really fancy ones that cost thousand dollars I looked into having a whole house filter and it was the quote was coming at five thousand dollars which is really not going to be affordable for most people um, and then at the other end of the spectrum you can pick up um, quite reasonable filters at Costco for example for 100 bucks and you know do what your finance will allow right having a filter is going to be better than no filters but then if you do have the freedom to choose, then look for one that can filter down. You're looking for particle size, right? There are two things. One is the cutoff score. So that's a, a measurement of how well um, air filters can filter out uh, contaminants. So it's, there's a score specific for each contaminant. So there's a score for smoke. There's a score for pollen. Um, look at that score. So that's the kind of like a standardized score for air filters. Um, and then you're looking at how small these filters can filter down to. And you mentioned mold. So mold, you want to look for something that can filter down to 0.003 microns because they're really, really small. So that, you know, you want to make sure there's uh, something that can trap and remove VOCs. So VOCs are chemicals that can off gas from our everyday um, uh, items like furniture, right? like paint, our sofa, our desk. Um, so yeah, so those are some considerations to, to think about when you're picking an air filter. So important. Now, I know I have some of my favorites, um, especially like the Air Doctor, Austin Air. I also, I personally have a Levowit HEPA air filter, but mm -hmm. I think people need to know even what, is, what does HEPA even mean? Yeah, so HEPA, um, it's about the micron size. 
right? So there's HEPA, there's, you mentioned F, uh, adductor, so they are ultra HEPA in, I think HEPA filters down to 0.3 microns, and the ultra filter in um, adductor filters down to 0.03 microns, so it's, it can actually trap the super tiny particles. Um, and the most viruses, uh, which is on top of mind for a lot of people right now, uh, are very, very small in microns as well. So if you go for the ultra HEPA, if you know that your um, filter can trap very small particles, then you know that it's more effective in trapping those kind of viruses and more, the more biological um, contaminants like mold spores. The smaller it is, the more it could potentially catch. Exactly. Yeah. And then you want the and then you want the the carbon filter to trap the VOCs as well. So those are the two main things that I would look for. Um, so I personally use an adductor as well, but Austin is great. Um, they have comparable Kadar scores for both smoke and pollen. And I also really like IQ Air. IQ Air is the kind of the fancier um air filter it's more expensive um but it is it's also a very good unit awesome i love it now when it comes down to filters i mean you have activated carbon you have mechanical filters ozone filters um uv light filters do you have any thoughts mm -hmm. on the ozone filters yeah i don't know i like i mean we know that ozone can be effective in killing pathogens right it's being adopted a lot in dental work for example um to kill uh pathogens in the mouth i don't know i mean ozone is an irritant in the lung so i honestly don't know how safe it is to like let's say you're releasing ozone into your air and you're breathing that in how safe that would be um so i have reservations about that UV is is very straightforward. It's not going to um, deal with any uh, VOCs or uh, contaminants that are mandate made. It's mainly going to be tackling the viruses, the biological, the um, pathogens in in the air, right? Because that's how the UV is aimed to kill those pathogens. So uh, for a while, I think you know, in the last year, the UV filters have become very popular because it a lot of people are using it to reduce viruses in their environment. Thank you so much for diving into that. I'm 100% with you when it comes down to the ozone. I'm not 100% sure about that just yet. And there have mm -hmm. been links to, of course, ozone causing more asthma type symptoms, bronchitis, yeah. respiratory distress. So I say go with what we know, go with that true HEPA filter if you can. And yes. great thing is you can also get vacuums with HEPA filters, which means right. you are getting that out of your environment, especially if you have pets that are trugging along embedding that stuff into your carpets. That can be super helpful. I think that's so important because um, we know that contaminants like um, phthalates, BPA can sit on dust, right? So the dust in your environment can be a vehicle for these uh, endocrine disruptors to get into your body because they, they're kind of like riding on the dust to get into your body. So when you um, damp dust, so by damp dusting, I mean using a wet rag and just literally wiping down the surfaces because that actually traps the dust a duster will actually just move dust around and you're not really getting rid of it. Um, and then using a HEPA um, 
vacuum, like you said, is really important. Love it. So let's talk about what a lot of people don't want to talk about, and that's cleaning products. Why should we care about what we're cleaning with? Yeah, so what we're cleaning with, we're actually inhaling directly, right? You're spraying these products and you're right there and, you know, it's in the air all around you and you're breathing it in. Um, and for a lot of people, it's the, these chemicals can be direct irritants to the respiratory tract. So, you know, they have coughing attacks, wheezing. It can actually trigger asthma for a lot of people who are prone to it. And since um, switching to better products, a lot of my clients and followers have told me, hey, I didn't realize that this persistent cough I had was related to the products because ever since I switched products, I don't have that post-nasal drip anymore or my silent sinus um, issues have cleared up. So I think a lot of people are just, you know, they're putting up with these symptoms because it's an everyday thing, right? We're cleaning often, you know, we're wiping down tables after our meals and then, you know, coming into contact with these irritants. These are causing symptoms on a daily basis and we've just accepted it as norm and not realizing actually, you know, that they're causing symptoms. So it's not until you stop that you realize, oh, these symptoms have mysteriously gone away. So that's one aspect, you know, things like bleach, these products um, during manufacturing can also be contaminated with carcinogens as well, like formaldehyde, one for dioxane. Um, very often they're scented, right? They, they're because people like their houses to smell good. So they also contain fragrance, this catch all term that very often contains phthalates because phthalate actually helps the scent gets fixed to the product. So if you're spraying or you if you're showering with a product and you're you can smell the scent a few hours later, it's because of phthalate. Phthalate has fixed the scent to the product so that you smell better for longer, but you know, that's actually not good for you. It's not as we mentioned earlier, it's not clean air. It's actually very dirty. It's just that you we have been marketed to believe that when we smell like that, we're clean, but you know, it's actually quite the opposite. So anyway, the cleaning products can be a source of direct irritants and endocrine disruptors that can start actually to accumulate in our body. So it's definitely something that's top of list for me to switch for, for my clients. Yeah. I like to say cleaning products and what you put on your skin first and foremost should be easy swaps that you can make because you don't have to run out and go buy a $300 air filter or water mm. filter. As you use your products, as you finish them, you can just switch over to a cleaner, safer product. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And that's what I wanted to bring up because this is so important. What is greenwashing and why does it matter? Yeah, it's so rampant now. I, I think uh, companies are starting to realize that people know about toxic chemicals and people are more aware of the fact that they should try to reduce their exposure, right? So they're putting marketing terms like non-toxic or organic or all natural on the, you know, the front of their product um, to try and entice consumers to buy the products. But when you turn the bottle over and you look at the ingredients, you often see red flags, things like fragrance, right? The pegs, the phthalates, the things that you really don't want to use still in the product. So 
I always say to everyone, don't just read the marketing label on the front. Turn the bottle over and read the ingredients on the back. Now, none of us are chemists, right? You, you need a chemistry degree to really discern what's harmful, what's not harmful. So what I like to do is um, you can actually use a, an app called Think Dirty um, to pick out better products. Or if you have time, put the ingredients into the EWG Skin Deep database. So that's the database by Environmental Working Group. You can actually type in the name of the ingredient in the search box and it will tell you, you know, the ranking. So the ranking goes from one to 10, where one is best, it's safe, and 10 is very, very harmful, you should avoid. So I try to stick to ingredients that are um, one or two, three is acceptable, but anything above a three is a no-go for me. Um, so if you have time, that would be a great way to pick out better products and skip over the greenwashing. Love it. I know greenwashing is so annoying because companies, they come out with the clean, the natural, the safe products. And honestly, that's not regulated. Clean beauty is not regulated. That's a whole different, terrible right. discussion. Um, yeah. So it really requires the consumer, which can be annoying and time consuming to figure yeah. out, okay, what do I even, what does this even mean? And what do I need to choose? It's hard. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's very, very time consuming. It takes me a long time to vet products. Um, so that's why I like sharing them on my Instagram, because if I've taken the time to vet a product and I like it, then, you know, I might be able to save someone else time um, to, to let them know about it. I absolutely love that. And that's why I really like accounts like yours, because it, they're so helpful. I mean, I know you put oh, a lot of extensive research. I know I one time I spent, I kid you not, I'm crazy. I spent four hours trying to find which CBD oil product that I wanted to try based on the reviews, the efficacy, what was in it, uh, the price. And for you guys, that's CBD, CBD distillery, but... <laughs> Yes, it could take time to figure out what are what 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 is a good product? Does it even work? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to know how they grow the hemp. You know what chemicals were used in the extraction process, how they extract, and then the third-party testing. By the time you've done that, it's easily it's easily a few hours of your time gone. So, but thank you for doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to do it. So awesome. I have taken up more of your time than I told you I would. Um, so thank you just so much for being so open, honest, and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. Last oh, question I have. Absolute pleasure, Lacey. Oh, good. Last question I have for you is what are your favorite easy swaps for people that they can do to help reduce their toxin bucket load? Yeah, the first thing open your windows, like assuming you don't live next to a highway. <laughs> but, you know, opening your windows first thing in the morning is just going to allow fresh air to come in. And, you know, that's a lot of people are not doing that. Right. So that's really easy and it's free. So that's number one. Um, and then, you know, investing in a water filter whenever you can and an air filter whenever you can. But, you know, they're more expensive. So it's as your finances allow. And then in the kitchen, honestly, I know vinegar smells bad for some people, but vinegar and baking soda can clean so well. And before I switched to Branch Basic, which is the non-toxic um, house cleaner that I use now, um, 
But I, what I was using, um, what I was doing was uh, soaking lemon peel. So after I take the juice from the lemon, I will soak the lemon peel um, in vinegar to make it smell better. Um, and then I would pour the vinegar that's been soaking, you know, with a lemon smell. I do it for about a week and then pour that into a spray bottle and do 50-50 lemon um, vinegar with water. So I just dilute it. Um, and it, it, it cleans really, really well. So you don't need to spend money on fancy products if you don't have the finances. Um, and as you said earlier, just, you know, go through your house as something runs out, look for a better option. Um, it's not always more expensive. That's the thing. Like it can actually be the same price or, you know, if you do DIY options like vinegar, that's often a lot, lot cheaper than the more toxic products that we're purchasing. I love vinegar. It doesn't smell so great, but it definitely works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you use the lemon peel trick, it actually smells more like lemon than vinegar. Um, so it kind of disguises that vinegar <laughs> smell. But, you know, my husband was just like, oh, it's just too much hassle to, like, keep soaking vinegar peel in, <laughs> oh, sorry, lemon peel in vinegar. So let's just buy the products instead. So we switched over to Branch Basics, which work really, really well. Um, and then, you know, over time, you also want to be looking at your cookware and things like that. But, you know, the, the most important thing is taking one step at a time, right? You know, start with opening your windows and then move on once you've done that. And then you've, you know, looked at air filter, water filter, then start to go through um, the more expensive, not expensive, but more um, uh what's the word, like less thought about um, products like, you know, your mattress and furniture, things like that. Yeah, that's yes, you could we could talk all about even clothing. But yes, yes. absolutely love simple swaps is the best thing that you can get started with. And you mentioned cookware. I mean, you guys, please never microwave plastic. S try and don't ever cook with nonstick cookware, um, unless it's like a stainless steel, a high quality ceramic, maybe a stone or a cast iron, you, you probably mm -hmm. want to stay away from those Teflon cookware pans. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. If you care about your hormones. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, the group of chemicals PFAS that we, I touched on earlier, um, which is scary because it doesn't break down in the environment. So whatever we put out into the environment is still out there and it takes, you know, a hundred years to break down. So that's, what's really scary and sad. Um, and we can get, we can all get a little bit, you know, depressed and anxious when we start talking about toxins. But it's important to remember that we're not trying to aim for a hundred percent empty bucket, right? We're just trying to reduce the amount in there so that we don't have symptoms and it doesn't affect our health. Um, but we still need to live our lives and, you know, not be all stressed out and worried all the time. I love it. Well, thank you so much for all your time and for sharing your wisdom. Can you tell my listeners where they can find you and follow you? Thank you. Of course. So I have a website uh, with a lot of articles on there. It's www.plateforhealth.com. And I also share a lot of um, tips on Instagram. And my handle there is at plateful.health. So that's spelled P-L-A-T-E-F-U-L dot health.
Thank you so much. You are just a breath of fresh air. Thank you so much. We're talking about air quality. (laughs) Yes. Good luck with the book. And um, I look forward to seeing more content from you. Well, thank you so much. You guys make sure you go follow her on Instagram. And I know she also has a fantastic detox guide on her website if you want to check it out. So thank you again for coming on my podcast. You guys, please share, review this podcast. That's how we get it to more people. And I hope you guys have a fabulous day. Thank you so much, Lacey.